Good day, good listener. Welcome to the Streamline Podcast by Pop Filter. If this is your first listen, the Streamline is a monthly discussion of the pop culture happenings of the past month. Treat us as your cliff notes on the long and winding story of pop culture. And I am one of your hosts, Huge. Uh, right across me is our think tank, Mon. Hello. And beside me is our voice of reason, Bea. Happy to be here, Huge. <laughs> Happy to be here. Happy to serve. <laughs> uh, Mon, how was your yeah. last month? I don't know. It's like, you, you remember that song from the Peter Pan play? Oh, I won't grow up and then... I don't want to wear a frown in the middle of July and then it just extends until August. <laughs> August is like one of the most stressful months of this, this year for a lot of people, I guess. Mainly because of what? Uh, well, work, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it, it's planning season coming up. Planning oh, yeah. season's coming up. Mm. Budgeting's coming up. And of course, traffic's been a hell of a lot worse oh, this yes. month. A lot of reasons. And I think it's just me who was here for that <laughs> last month Carmageddon so screw you guys <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah where the hell were you guys anyway oh, I'm so glad I wasn't <laughs> here for that uh, that weekend um, yeah during that INC rally uh, yeah you can, can call it Rally, it was a rally, um, right? Gathering. Gathering. I, I gathering, gathering. The INC gathering that blocked off EDSA. Um, I was actually out of the country, so uh, busy with touch football for the month of August. We had so many things going on. We had beach touch, and um, like during that weekend, we were away in Pattaya in Thailand for the Asian Club Championship. So. Yeah, nice. busy, busy August for myself as well. Go Philippines. <laughs> Laban Pilipinas. Laban Pilipinas. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Yuj? What have you been up to in August? I had a vacation, so family vacation abroad, and yes. not really. So we had to send off my uh, uh, my brother to oh, his graduate right. studies. Oh, yeah. oh congratulations, congratulations Chino. Chino. Yeah. Shout out. Shout hey, Chino, what's up? Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> but aside from that, I just rested and watched uh, Total Divas and Eat Bulaga. <laughs> you can On the GMA channel. On the GMA channel. this month we will be talking about B9 BP B9 true sona so he says yeah the T sona the chona aldub which took over august uber versus ltfrb and top gear versus uh, netizens so a lot a lot of things about traffic and our traffic situation here exactly yeah so stick around Let's start with our This Is A Thing segment. So this is a thing. This is a thing. This is a thing. Is where we discuss certain pop culture trends and rate it if it's legit or just fetch. That, that's a Gossip Girl reference? Right? That's a no, Mean Girls. Mean Girls, oh, sorry, mean girls sorry, reference mean right girls there. Reference. Okay. Not my specialization. <laughs> <laughs> so first one on our list is VPB Nice True Sona. 
after a week of or two of President Aquino's final sauna, our ever lovable Vice President Sir thought, Hassan. yes, Vice President thought of having his take on the state of our nation. Guys, do you think this is a legit or just fetch trend? Okay, um, I'm gonna make a breakdown first. A lot of the information that we got on the Tisona is usually based on either the live tweets during that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I was on track on that uh, yeah. using uh, hashtag TSONA. Yes. So you chose on track <laughs> on that. Uh, for me, it was a lot of radio commentary uh, from 92.3. And for Bea, just several articles from a certain anonymous sources about VP Be Nice saw true sauna Pamisterious. being held yeah being held at uh, uh, on the campus of their school <laughs> mysterious <laughs> certain sources. anonymous sources yeah okay um, just to make sure this is a thing uh, we did we did a more or less a google search and well in the front page it's been covered by ABS-CBN news once the inquirer twice uh, well there's the Manila Times and two articles from GMA, one from Interaction. I, well, that's two actually. And then here's the funny thing: at the two bottom, you've got an eight-list article about it, and you've got some guy named Dawa Chona, who's apparently some Tibetan rapper, <laughs> based in the Netherlands. Based in the Netherlands, a Tibetan rapper based in the Netherlands. Yeah, and that's, that's globalization for yeah. His music career in 2011. That is way more interesting than this <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Chona. The Chona. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> go, go I don't know. I think it's pretty safe to say that VPB nice Chona is so fetch. Fetch. It's fetch. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I, it's, it, yeah, it's fetch. It is. It didn't really snowball into anything. Like, he was just sort of riding on the social popularity, I guess, of the. Because it was just a few weeks after the, the Pinoy sauna. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, it, it seemed like he wanted it to be a thing. So, he was like mongering. Which is why he was sort of trying to rally up his supporters. And, hey guys, listen to me. Listen to my sauna. Yeah, I'm totally against current administration. Yeah. <laughs> So, Part rin ba doon yung pagre-require ng students? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that, that was, was according to yeah. the certain anonymous source that uh, they required all the the school admin and students to 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 stay in the gym mm. and listen to what Binay had to say. Parang pep rally lang yun. Yeah, pep rally <laughs> for, for VP Binay. <laughs> yes. There's an August 8, 2015 article that specifically states school head in hot water over Binay Chana. <laughs> Which is why he wanted to be unknown. Okay. <laughs> so for you guys, fetch, 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 totally fetch, fetch. Yeah. totally fetch. Okay, for something much lighter, the current talk of the town, and the reason why I watch it bulaga <laughs> every day, every day, with a fourteen-hour difference, even with <laughs> even with a fourteen-hour difference, it's it bulaga skaliaserian album, guys. Do we have to? Do we still have to ask? Is uh, it legit yeah. or just fetch? Or is it? I think it goes without saying. Yeah. Aldab yeah. was basically August twenty fifteen. Uh, yes, <laughs> Aldab and traffic. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Aldab took over everyone's social media feed. 
TV, everyone was talking about it, everyone was referencing it, so I think it's safe to say that L-Dub was a thing. Yeah, and just to break it down, why it's a thing, I mean, it kind of started around late July, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, really picked up in August, and now people are wondering where they're gonna go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then like, well, this is a September thing, but McDonald's recently released a commercial. Yep. And it's still the main big question about it. As the very loyal supporter here <laughs> of Aldo, I just want to, to share that one of the reasons, I think, trying to just quickly explain, because a lot of people have already tried to explain the, the phenomenon of Aldo. Uh, really good writers. Really good writers and professors also mm. have already taken the job of analyzing it. For me, my, my take on that. Huh? Ko sila. <laughs> Remember guys, uh, we have an article on why Lola Nidora oh, wow. is Check out the, the biggest album fan. Okay. Check out the Yep. Sila <laughs> but uh, what I really want about I really like about Aldub is yung how organic it is. It's growing, and yung part of being organic, kasi nun is yung hindi, hindi mo alam kung saan siya dadalhin. It started in a very sincere and honest moment. moment. Mm. Yaya Dub or Main Mendoza in real life has a crush on Alden Richards. So one time they just wanted to experiment what would happen if while Yaya Dub is dub smashing on TV, ipan nila yung yung camera to Alden and they got such a wonderful uh, result. result and reaction to that and that's where it started so and a lot of it also yung pakaba or yung fertilizer rin ng Aldob dun is the great performances of Wally Bayola and and Paolo Ballesteros and Jose Manalo because of their uh, the barangay team. Barangay team. <laughs> the barangay team of it bulaga. Yung pagi improv nila, yung self-referencing, yung self-aware sila, kung ano yung mga yari, actingan lang to, gumagan ganun sila, pero alam mong, merong may truth behind those, uh, that, that acting eh. Kaya, nag-explode talaga siya. And of course, yung, ano yun eh, tungkol yun sa pag, panliligaw. Yung panliligaw, alam naman nating lahat na, Mga Pilipino, mahilig sa panliligaw. Hanggang hindi pa sila, exciting pa. Oo. Yeah. <laughs> so, yun yung gusto pag-usapan rin natin ngayon, di ba? With uh, all double ready 8th July, a part of July, 8th the whole of August. Yeah, pretty much. And up until now, it's still going on. It's still on. a thing. It's still a thing. But do to you what think... Extent? Yes, to what extent? Do you think... Uh, it Bologa is already over extending the 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 uh, the Aldab phenomenon or or not? Let me rephrase that. Yeah. Two weeks from now, is Aldab still going to be a thing? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a yeah. better question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, two weeks from now. So, how about you, Bea? What do you think? Well, I mean, it started out as a very sincere very raw um, sort of skit, mm-hmm. sketch, mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess you could call it. Um, and I think that's why it, it was, it resonated with, with the viewers because it was so like unexpected and they've been writing on that ever since. I mean, it's an improv skit, sketch, right? So 
Yes, I, I, it is. It's definitely a thing for now. I don't know how long they can extend it for because once you start getting into storylines and like making it less of an improv, which is how it started, that's how it loses it, it its appeal. Like when when you have your writers sort of making the next episodes and things like that, mm-hmm. it becomes less organic and less unscripted. So yes, I don't yes. know how long it's going to be a thing. So maybe in two weeks, if it's a daily show, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're gonna run out of material, or it's just it's gonna run its course. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Two weeks, it might just be eh, okay. Well, I agree with you on that part where, well, maybe you just gonna defend this thing later. <laughs> no. I'll dub forever. <laughs> My forever. I'll dub. I'll dub. Not Edsa. I'll dub Yeah, but that's the thing. For me, naman, um, I mean, that's the question in everyone's mind. When is this gonna stop being a thing? Uh, for for Bea, and everyone's also saying that, what Bea already said. A lot of people are saying that they're starting to rely more on written content. Yeah. They're starting to put in more filler episodes. Like, for example, there was this one time where they were just talking about how Lola Nidora was. Nidigawan uh, Hitler or something like that. Oh. And it was just one yeah. of the focus of that, parang on, on her angst. Diba? Yeah. And in some way, does this really contribute to the whole dynamic of. Or the whole story? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not really. <laughs> um, does it? I mean, in terms of the story, does it? Does it. Hitler. Honestly, it does not. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, usually, uh, Usually for each episode of Kalia Serie in Itbulaga, well, each episode is 30 minutes long. Mm. Uh, but 10 to 15 minutes of that would be fillers of, of, of like that, of, of um, additional background information that, that doesn't really um, push the story further. So for example, going, I remember they had two episodes that were, they started with pictures just Photoshop pictures of Lola Nidora and <laughs> with, with, with their former lovers. With their former lovers <laughs> and their childhood pictures with Lola Tidora and Lola Tinidora. <laughs> with their you know, with where they get show, uh, photoshopped in the shining the shining <laughs> twins. <laughs> uh, but yeah, honestly, since I've been watching that every day. Somehow, uh, it's I, already lost its appeal. A bit. A bit. Um, I I know they're extending some mm. some things, and also the idea that there are uh, companies getting already endorsements. Yeah. Endor- uh, yeah, Aldab is already getting endorsements. I'm pretty sure they're they're getting offers already from politicians to to, to, be, to be endorsed by them, and also. Um, they they also got a, they just released news that they got a part in Vic Soto's coming MMFF film which is gonna cover Star Wars <laughs> which will cover Star Wars I'm man. sorry man I'm sorry man okay. it's alright well, it's not so... your fault <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're all in in, in yeah, agreement that well, Aldo... I'm gonna add something to okay that. Sorry. yeah um because just in the middle of the month, last month, August, I said Aldab had until, well, this month, at least as early as this month. And then the writers, you know, I guess they did a ninja on everyone by doing all the whole uh, 
the plywood plywood the plywood yeah the plywood thing they did that whole plywood thing but they actually allowed Maine and Alan to see each other and then you know cock blocked them both basically <laughs> but in, in some way generated enough interest na it feels a little more rejuvenated doesn't feel they got to extend a little more life out of it yeah, yeah. so it kind of makes you wonder how they're gonna be creative next time that you know how they can keep beating the horse until it's it's dry <laughs> dry and until you beat the horse into horse glue <laughs> yeah but again we are we we agree that it is a thing it's a thing but somehow it will run out two yeah. weeks from now it'll, weeks. it'll yeah. eventually lose its gas you have to do something creative hmm. yeah let's stick something around and that's why and find out just a short uh, just short thing to add there they had a small joke that Yaya Dog was kidnapped by Willy Revillame. So I was really, I was really hoping that Willy Revillame makes, makes an appearance there because it adds another layer yeah. to, to the whole album story because it's very meta now. You're including a different station. Other, a different, yeah. uh, other, other networks. GMA na si oh, Willy. GMA, GMA na siya. Pero the idea lang na you get other star celebrities <laughs> into, oh, like into the whole mix, di ba? Yun yung sanang... Inter... Show universe. Inter show, yes. Or sort of. the fact that Willie Villeneuve has to have Aldo start his career. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that that is also an underlying another truth. Yeah. Possibility. 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 Yeah. Yes. So definitely a thing in August. Definitely a thing in August. September is a question mark. Yep. Maybe it'll be fetched by then. Yes. <laughs> or by early October. I'm betting. We on don't early know. October. Yeah, we don't know that. Early October. I'm thinking September. I mean, uh, do we still have time? We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> really, we already took fifteen minutes in all of this. Yeah. Okay. So coming up next is our main topic. The top uh, again. We already mentioned. August was Aldob and Traffic Month, so stick around. Now, for our main topic that I think we've already made mentions of in our last episode, because we talked about friends in an Uber. Yeah, being stuck (laughs) on Uber. Being stuck on Uber because of the ever-worsening state of traffic in Manila. So Filipinos also went to the internet and voiced much of their anger and frustration. Mon. Over traffic. <laughs> Over yeah. traffic. The past few months, it's the trains, it's yep. the commutes, the, the terrible rides, um, the Ju- uh, the May, June spats of hold up yes. yeah. buses, mm. on buses. And just news for you guys, I got to ride an Uber. Yay! <laughs> Congratulations, Congratulations Mon. Mon. Thank you guys. <laughs> I don't have a smartphone, so someone got me a ride, and it was a very comfortable experience. Uh, I got I actually, I actually had, I actually felt safe sleeping mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. Uber car. Of course, I don't use it as often, and I've heard some negative stories. Uh, some of them true, some of them not true. Mm. Uh, some of them had legit, legitimate reasons. Like for example, that driver who had to ask uh, another driver to take his place because he actually had a medical condition. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, that that that, that was a. That was sad in some way, but uh, going back to that Uber thing, um, when you think about it, not a lot of, I mean, Uber is supposed to be a ride-sharing app, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like I'm heading back home, 
Uh, from the office, I live, let's say I live somewhere in Cavite and then I'm yeah. working in Quezon City or in Makati. And then I can always, you know, uh, get someone else to ride with me and why not earn a little cash? Yeah. It's mm. the whole concept of the Uber. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's been a great increase in private owners just mm-hmm. buying cars specifically to use for Uber, hiring drivers, and there's yeah. been a lot of issues with that. Yeah. Well, I think that's why the LTFRB wanted to step in. Mm-hmm. But technically, I mean, Uber was created for drivers, for private drivers who wanted to share their rides with other people. Yes, there's a business model for Uber and it works here in the Philippines. I don't know about in other countries. Mm-hmm. But when Uber was created, it was so it was for people who already had cars. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, the use of their car wouldn't go to waste. They'd they'd use the app as a I, I don't know if you could call it like sort of crowdsourcing, but basically asking like it, the app is used so that it can locate people in your area to share a ride with you, and mm-hmm. it also it's also a platform for you to um, to 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 earn money because the, there's a I mean you know it's an app so there's like a computation and everything mm-hmm. so um, but here in the Philippines I guess it the the government wanted to regulate it because the way they were pitching it to the Filipino market is as a business. Mm-hmm. And that's why people have been buying cars, brand new cars, specifically for Uber. Um, but... Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, connecting to that, you mentioned they've been buying brand new cars. I mean, one of the government initiatives, of course, lessening cars on the road. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and Uber could you supposedly help Supposedly, with that. yeah. So that was the main that was intention. The, that was the main intention. Of Uber, the brand, the, um, yeah. the vision of Uber. Yeah, so I think we both agree that LTF, the LTFRB had a legitimate concern about regulating Uber, yeah. Uber's entry in the Philippines. Unfortunately, along with that regulation or that decree of regulation, or I guess announcement of regulation, they also announced that they'd be deploying their own premium taxi service. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. Well, okay. Based on the LTFRB, they are specifically saying that the premium taxi is not operated by the government. Let's be clear on that. Because people think, a lot of people think that the LTFRB is making their own private um, taxi service to try to, try to, to, try to counter Uber. Shots um, of corruption. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is what they wanted to be clear about. They're saying, it's no, not. that's not what we're doing. We are not making our own taxi service. We're just updating the regulations on private ride sharing or taxi services so because i mean you can argue that uber technically is should not be covered by the ltfrb because they don't own the cars Mm -hmm. you can argue that because what they're doing is just providing a service for drivers to get in touch with riders Mm -hmm. so technically it's it's a private transaction um between uh your drive your uber driver and the passengers and they're just using uber's uber is just a service Mm -hmm. they're not like they're not an operator of a of a 
public transport. Mm-hmm. But then that that's one side of the coin, I guess. But then the fact that people are sort of getting into Uber because they want it to be a, a public slash private transportation um, service provider. I think that's where they had to sort of tweak the yeah. the, the existing rules on like who can and cannot operate mm-hmm. because I think that's where the confusion was also for Uber because technically they're just a service provider. They don't own the cars. They don't own yeah, they don't own, own any anything. cars. They yeah. don't own any anything. They're just providing the service which is the app for drivers and riders to get in touch with each other and that's how they earn their cut because mm-hmm. of the service they provide. So I think it was new for everyone because you know in this day and age you can earn cash you can, not, not much property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Property. You don't even have to own anything to make cash. And like Airbnb, Exactly. Uber. It's a service. They're all services. All these app startups and everything, they're all service providers. They don't own anything. They just make the platform for you to get in touch with other people. But, you know, they still have to fall into a certain government agency. But we're sort of not sure where they fall under because it's a totally new category. Mm-hmm. So since it's in the transportation sector, I guess the DO, the L- the LTFRB sort of stepped in and said, "Hey, we need to regulate you, and we need to regulate." I mean, it's it's valid, I guess, because you have to protect the welfare of, you know, your riders and the riding public. But then, I don't know. I, Technically, it's a private transaction, so I don't know if it's covered by them, but that's why the rules have all changed yeah. because of Uber. I have a, I think, I'm, if you notice that every time we talk about the LTFRB in this issue, mm-hmm. um, the, the issue has always been uh, that, especially with, for example, um, if you're reading uh, the articles in Top Gear, mm. uh, a lot of the comments in the Facebook uh, articles, for example, on, on the Facebook feeds, on Top Gear articles are usually about how Uber has provided excellent service yeah. compared to the public transportation public that's available. Taxis, yeah. Public taxis. Uh, so all, Uber has always been excellent. And why is the LTFRB stepping in? Because yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people are saying it's like they're trying to take their cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not profiting from whatever's happening between the private transactions for individuals. And then you're seeing that in some way, yeah, we're talking about it now that we see the LTFRB has a legitimate uh, stake in regulating Uber in some way. Of course, we don't want the ser- the quality of service to drop. We don't yeah. want the ease of access to drop. We mm-hmm. don't want, of course, you know, the capacity for some of, or for a lot of our, well, I guess, our countrymen to, you know, gain a little more cash, a little more income mm-hmm. since they already, they already have a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't want to take away that opportunity from them. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of Uber users, I guess, or those who have experienced Uber are saying that they've put the LTFRB in a position where they can't be trusted. They can't be trusted mm. with regulating or handling the Uber service. Yeah, I guess based on their track record, maybe. That's why people have a lot of <laughs> Yeah, I would agree to that. Toward that. And then, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Mon, because I've, I've also heard a lot of comments or feedback saying, there's so many bigger issues out there. Why are you stepping in and messing up something that's that works? Um, because 
a lot of people can say that oh can you focus on something else actually that's a good point that you're saying oh well not they they saying that but that's a good point that you're bringing up the, the comments about why aren't the, why isn't the LTFRB looking at something other, else other yeah other well, issues I'm not an expert on long-term transportation system management or engineering yeah, yeah. but when you look at it we all um, the fact that people are buying new cars people who didn't have any cars before buying new cars just to use it for, for Uber, Uber. For Uber. Um, they're adding more cars on the volume which is part of like the initiatives of LTF free is to decrease the volume of vehicles both public That's and true. private on the roads to decongest it mm-hmm. I mean how can you improve public transportation if you have a certain growth rate for private vehicles also I mean also well yeah. both public and private have their like growth rate yeah. um, in terms of the significance of what contributes to the traffic mm-hmm. we're not necessarily experts on that yeah no I think it's a, it goes it, it'll snowball into different topics as well because you can argue that you know people are using Uber because our public transportation is not effective mm. the reason why I take an Uber is because I don't feel comfortable riding in a public taxi or I don't feel safe I the, the cars are just really gross and which is why when you go to Uber which is private transportation it's clean it's well maintained yeah. you have polite drivers yeah have they have their service. own set of uh, guidelines for their drivers because you expect a certain level of service that we're not getting from our public transportation and it's a valid that's a valid uh, complaint for to towards public transportation mm-hmm. it's a very valid complaint it's yeah a- i mean i i take ubers or whatever because it's just so uncomfortable yeah. to take public transportation yeah. it's and uncomfortable and the total satisfaction that you get yeah. you can get from public transport and to overall naman there is that people wouldn't flock to uber if your current public transport yeah. system works yeah your taxi drivers are polite they don't overcharge. They, they don't, don't overcharge. overcharge. They don't expect a massive tip from yes. you. They don't reject you if they you're not tinker. going. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't tinker with their meters. I've exactly. had a few taxes recently. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were going. The, the prices were going skyrocketing. Yeah. It was bad. I mean, if there was only a decent MRT going to the south, I wouldn't be taking Ubers. But unfortunately, such is not the case, which is why <laughs> we need Ubers. For well, yeah, for now. What we, what we actually is a more yeah. long-term plan. Exactly, which yeah. we can argue that hey, isn't Uber Uber is a part of it? Yeah. Uber is a ride-share. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't think Uber is gonna go away. Yeah, not Uber as a as a full taxi service, but Uber is a ride-share. Yeah, the concept of ride-sharing. Yeah, the spirit of Uber. Exactly, the spirit <laughs> of Uber. <laughs> the spirit of Uber will live on. I, I mean, when you. Um, well, I think we can still pull this out into a, a longer thing. I mean, in contribution towards the topic, aside from Uber, I mean, Uber tries to solve the fact that public transportation sucks and mm-hmm. sucky public transportation congests the road because a lot of people would prefer private cars. Yeah, yep. because it's more comfortable. So it becomes more congested. And then something like the last month happens. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's. Yeah, I mean, people dub it 
Carmageddon. Yeah. It's very apt. It's such an apt way to describe what the hell happened. Exactly. And I, I, I noticed that I'm the only one very passionate about, about this. this yeah. I was only I'm one. sorry, Mon. Yeah, sorry, Mon. We weren't there for INC Carmageddon. It was hell. Basically, my, my Friday night goes like this, my Friday schedule. So uh, I work in Quezon City. Mm-hmm. So what I usually do is that... Well, Quezon Avenue has been more congested recently because I think there were a few... Um, road widening, yeah, yeah, road work ongoing, uh, but that that's the usual. So I usually take a jeep all the way to the MRT station, and then I take the train all the way to Makati. Mm-hmm. And usually, uh, me and my partner usually have dinner at my house, mm-hmm. and then I take the car, and then I drop her off at home, all the way back to Quezon City. <laughs> okay. It's the usual process. Yeah, uh, parang it's a. Uh, Mm, how would you say this? Routine, it's our ritual. Yeah. Yeah, routine. Our ritual. So I usually expect an hour and a half of traffic. Yeah. From Makati all the way to Quezon City. Quezon Maybe around thirty to forty-five minutes going back because mm-hmm. that's gonna be somewhere around ten to eleven o'clock. Yeah, not rush hour anymore. Yes. Yeah. So it's no longer volume. I got home at almost two thirty. Oh my god. Two thirty. Because of that weekend yeah that incident because of that incident usually i leave we leave the house at eight uh-huh. uh we're usually uh in quezon city by around uh 9 30 to 10. Uh-huh. leaves us 30 minutes to uh well to i mean if the family's there we yeah. can yeah, have a few chat yeah. hang out a little and then usually we're around 11 i start to leave mm-hmm. and then head back to Mahati. I, I got I got to Quezon City at 11.30 uh-huh we left at 8.30 I got to and that was at the start of the rally I mean people weren't there weren't as many people yet they were starting to congregate to assemble, yeah. I think they, by that time they moved the shop okay okay so just to be clear Carmageddon was because of a cert, certain how a congregating of people yeah yeah people congregated uh, specifically under the banners of Supposedly the INC, uh-huh. I think, and then they 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 said they, they it was more or less a rally or they were calling it a vigil. Regardless of how you define it, a group of people uh, came together uh, mm-hmm. in the Mega Mall Ortigas Shaw area, mm-hmm. and traffic was heavily affected. Yeah, that's the best way to explain the situation for those three days of hell. <laughs> hell on earth. Hell on Etza. Hell on Etza. <laughs> I mean, literally, the, I, I think if, if you guys were like hashtag forever fans or whatever yeah. fans, these guys just proved there was forever on Edsa. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, 12 um, years in traffic. <laughs> I usually take the Mandaluyong access, I mean, yeah. the routes, and it was really congested because a lot of people were rerouting. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it took a long time. And then going back, um, at least when we hit that part, when I, when I hit... Uh, the Ortigas part. Uh-huh. It wasn't so traffic anymore, but at least it's because I think a lot of the private vehicles have already petered out. But it still took me a while to get through, for example, all the vehicles that clustered together mm-hmm. at the Magallanes interchange. Oh. All the vehicles that got stuck yeah, in the Ortigas yeah. area and then all at the same time got stuck again at Magallanes interchange. Right. Mm-hmm. That was hell again. Oh. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I, I, can, I can definitely feel your empathy. <laughs> Slash S. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so that's my story. That's my story about hell on earth. Three days and for, yeah, three days, that wasn't that's just horrible. that night. I mean, I do stuff in Quezon City yeah. all the time for on the weekends, and going through that traffic was still unbearable. Yeah. Considering that, okay, I'm not gonna prolong it anymore. I'm sorry. So I'm gonna ask you guys, what do you think? What else? <laughs> <laughs> About, well, the worsening traffic in specifically that weekend or? Well, yeah, for that weekend, I guess. Well, I just saw stories and horror stories. Horror stories, a lot of it on Facebook. And I don't know if you saw once, na yung, like, a uh, young guy that, that, nagdala ng ice cream and. Ah, you're the now. Oh, you're the now. <laughs> Okay, ang pang ang weird na yun lang yung sinabi natin tapos <laughs> well, yung buong context nun is that uh, there's this guy who who brought ice cream for his ice kids. cream for his kids cause it's his kids birthday it, yeah la, the, the Thursday the, uh, the night before or the day before the, the day before the traffic it was his kids birthday but since he worked in Manila. He worked in Manila, and the sueldo just came from. Uh, just came in that Friday night. Yep. So, hindi na sila nakapag celebrate ng birthday ng anak niya dahil nga sa traffic na yun. At pilitan siya. Ito yung horror. Pilitan siya kailin yung ice cream sa bus. Ang hindi pa siya nakalabas na Manila. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's horrible. That's so sad. Yes. And also, yung iba na. Kasi yung nga, yung, I wasn't here. It would be unfair, naman, that I would say my take without <laughs> without be, going through yeah. it. So I'm just uh, hearing experience. hearing the experiences of other people, and I don't know if it's true, but uh, someone tweeted that uh, a fr- um, a parent of a friend of that person uh, died, died. Yeah, because the ambulance uh, the ambulance got stuck. Along Edsa. That could just be an exaggeration. It, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna discount the fact that um, these, uh, well, how do say this, these negative effects mm-hmm. of uh, demonstrations, especially ones that were just pop up demonstrations, not necessarily uh, valid to begin with or had time to be, for people to be prepared with. Mm-hmm. There might have been negative effects. Maybe some people were harmed. But mm-hmm. regarding that information that it was hearsay, we're not gonna say it's true specifically that someone died. Yeah. Since it's not uh, direct source. Yeah, we can't confirm it. We can't but confirm it. it's an exaggeration. It might it be. Could be true. Could be. Yeah, it could be true. But if that happens, it was it's an extreme possibility. Yeah. It's an extreme possibility of um, mobilization without coordinating with the local government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coordinating with the populace, just you know, I telling the people, telling yeah. a majority of the commuters that hey, th- there's an activity happening. Please reroute. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't hear anything about that. I mean, um, regarding the the rally, regardless of what their message was, yeah. I'm not I'm not minimizing the content of their message, nor yeah. am I saying what they're saying is true or not true. Yeah. I'm not touching their content, but. The way that they went about it, the way that the fact that, you know, they just popped out in the middle yeah. of nowhere and just started blocking traffic. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. A bit inconsiderate. Uh, yeah. Very much. Very inconsiderate. Not a little. 
a lot. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I know we're kind of a little late to the party because a lot of uh, groups have already uh, gone with that angle, talking about how that was a very inconsiderate move. Yeah. I mean, technically, all the news uh, feeds right now are doing analysis on how the politicians reacted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's funny is you won't believe how <laughs> this politician reacted to the trouble, trouble, trouble. No, wait. But the thing about it was that it's a very politically charged event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a very politically charged event. So um, we're not really a politically inclined podcast. We're yeah. a pop culture podcast. Yeah. So we're gonna focus on the other pop things that happen surrounding it. And it's just what's funny. Um, Top Gear. Yeah. Top Gear covered this. One of the uh, <laughs> one of my sources of of those horror stories was Top Gear. Even though, funny thing again, I don't follow Top Gear on Facebook. <laughs> it's just so That's happy just that a lot of people, yeah, you know? a lot of people in my in my contacts have shared and liked and commented on those horror stories covered by Top Gear. But uh, like what Mon is saying, Top Gear. Top Gear as a as a brand as an international brand, brand yeah. is known for is is known for uh, car enthusiasts. Car enthusiasts. It's a magazine for reviewing cars, sharing sharing uh, car tips, car tips, much like that. Cars. But somehow in this context of of the in, Philippine in setting, the, yeah, in the Philippine setting, somehow it took a more Socially uh, relevant. Socially relevant rule. Uh, position. position. Mon, can you... <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, I got interested in Top Gear a few months back because uh, my boss keeps sending me links about <laughs> driving safety. And, yeah. yeah. Just as well, like, wow. most defensive driving or parang... Yeah. Uh, parang Stories ooh. by Top Gear, yeah, yeah, that cover basically everything and anything about driving. About driving. Yeah, it's, it's really the... Yeah, it's, I think... The move from the enthusiast was triggered by responsible driving tips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you're in the Philippines, you're driving in the fucking Philippines, and then you can't be a responsible driver because everyone else on the road is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it takes a more, I think that's why Top Gear takes a more socially relevant angle. It's like, I'm not an asshole, so I'm not gonna park in the, I guess, in the handicapped parking space. Yeah. Yeah. And then assholes keep parking in that handicapped parking space. So. Handicaps still ca- uh, people with uh, special needs mm-hmm. still can can park in park that there. parking space. So, is are all of my following the rules of or not? <laughs> right. So I think that's why Top Gear started become becoming more socially relevant in its attack. Uh, so it starts posting pictures of people disobeying traffic rules. Uh, starts them, yeah. posting videos of. Uh, Drivers going wild, going yeah. berserk on the road, road raging. Yeah, I think Top Gear kind of blossomed or they kind of evolved to become a venue for the general public to, mm-hmm. to I don't know, vent, yeah. vent out their angst about <laughs> driving in the Philippines because there's just no, I don't know, there's nowhere else to, to, to vent to, I guess. Maybe... Um, People in the past before have have tried to vent out their frustrations, especially with social media, um, tweeting the MMDA or tweeting I don't know DPWH, but nothing really happened to That's that. That's connected to the whole I don't really trust the LTFRB. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like people have been trying to communicate 
um, with their these, grievances, their to, grievances to the government to the proper agencies. channels. Yeah, the proper channels, which are these government agencies who are um, supposed to be the ones regulating driving, motoring uh, in the Philippines. But I don't know, I guess nothing really came from that or people just kind of got frustrated that nothing was happening. So they went instead to Top Gear, who, who were actually you know, receiving content from people, sharing it with their viewers, and it just kind of mushroomed into this big... Awareness blog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awareness, Awareness of, blog. like, what you should and shouldn't do on the road. Proper etiquette. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's a form of self-regulation because um, the fact that Top Gear, they're actually getting feedback from the general public and they they really take the time to share it with their viewers means like they really care about what people are saying or the situation out there on the road as opposed to these certain government agencies who 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 just say oh thanks for your feedback we'll look into it you know yeah. and then nothing, or, nothing thanks for your feedback but <laughs> well, i am not the proper agency I'm for not, that. yeah you might want to get in touch with the dpwh or you might want to get in touch with such and such so it's just like a back and forth and nothing happens so essentially top gear they've kind of become the sumbungan ng bayan <laughs> you know of of all the Tourful. motoring yeah of, of all the motoring drivers. <laughs> yeah and then i mean they tried they not that they're sort of the road traffic vigilantes of of manila but just the fact that they comment on traffic violations or something and maybe in, in a way, it's a sort of public shaming of bad behavior on the road. I think that still affects affects the, the driving public because mm-hmm. the fact that people are aware, like, oh, this is happening. I should check. I should probably, room. yeah, I should I probably. I have tinted glasses. Yeah, <laughs> because there's that fear. There's that fear that you can be caught by someone with a video phone or a smartphone taking a video of you and then before you know it your car's on top gear and then everyone's like oh man do you see mon oh it's cars on top gear i have never done anything in my car you'd probably make it in top gear yes so yeah top gears become this sort of sumbungan place for for anything and everything car driving related good thing you brought that up you know that thing about um the more detail on the, sh- the shaming thing that self-regulation yeah because actually top well i like top gear and uh, that's my personal opinion on it i like reading some of their articles but of course top gear had some i had a few negative yeah uh, feedbacks they had they had they had they have some negative uh points too mm-hmm. well Let's say um, some INC netizens or those who claim to be part of the INC uh, during Carmageddon were claiming that Top Gear was attacking them or attacking the INC. We mm-hmm. can be sure. We can confirm if they were actually INC. Mm-hmm. But what we can say was that Top Gear was correct and within their rights to say that we were just covering something that negatively that happened, affected yeah. traffic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, for example, they had a, f- a stint where... Um, they posted a sexist article yeah and they then, did uh it was about tinted windows <laughs> tinted windows <laughs> not tinted windows 
uh, it was an article about um, a couple uh, a couple uh, probably doing, doing something doing some nasty stuff adventurous not saying nasty adventurous adventurous stuff right adventurous. <laughs> inside the car adventurous but dangerous in, yeah and dangerous so someone took a picture uh, took a photo of it uploaded it uh, I don't know if it was Top Gear specifically uh, who, who got that but some reason the source was no longer stated it, yeah, yes, the source was no down. longer stated but Top Gear was able to get the photos and then they sh- uh, they shared it in an article with a somewhat sexist uh, title it's like going women this is all your fault <laughs> Women don't do this in the car if you Women don't want to be shamed. Don't allow your men to do this because you will be shamed. Yeah, it was a horrible article. And that's, you know. And they apologize. It's I, like, I'm saying that as a woman. A sorry, it's like a sorry, not sorry apology. Yeah, because it's kind of like. <laughs> like, this is uh, the truth. This is the real world. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like when I was reading it, I was like. It's like they were trying to say, well, of course it was the woman's fault. Okay. You know? Just to be clear, this is the title of... The article. The article. Dear ladies, never do carnal stuff inside the car. Dear ladies. Dear not, not ladies. Dear peeps, dear friends. Address to women Everyone. If you're, if you're gonna make use of Quezon City's rules on private property regarding carnal stuff just try to think about having tinted windows not 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 everyone not guys it's ladies yeah well it was just i don't know a poor choice of words words, words and approach and the approach was all i uh, i don't i'm not i mean i'm not offended by it but i'm just kind of like it's what? tasteless. Like, but you, yeah, you do just... get you do get where people people commenting or coming where they're coming from, right? Yeah, that's why it's like I mean, me when I read it, I wasn't offended by it, but I was just like, really, really, this is what you wrote about, and this is how you're gonna write about it to the so, level of content, right? Yeah, then... I was just I had to like question it, and then I was just like. <laughs> Oh, well, what is this? Yeah, okay, so quality of writing. <laughs> well, Top Gear, uh, in terms of other ma- magazines from Summit Media, you know, they, they, they actually quite have a good set of writers, a good staff. Yeah, which is why I was surprised that an article like this came out on Top Gear. And has an Wait. FHM unit of one. One. <laughs> That's how we're going to measure it. Five. yeah, <laughs> gonna, I don't know. We're going to measure it based on the quality of writing in FHM. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this this has got to be somewhere on the negative FHM unit. Yeah. Yeah. F with one FHM unit being the base unit, this is somewhere in the what negative ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a poorly written article, and the angle was wrong, and the content was questionable. Yeah. And really, just not of relevance. Mm-hmm. But what's pretty funny about this is that um well top here sometimes posts pictures of their staff on their Facebook page. And then when you actually see them coming together, like the regular staff or the contributing staff, they're actually a pretty diverse number of staff. Yeah. They they have female writers, they have female car enthusiasts. Yeah. And then how did something like this get through? <laughs> I know, that's why that's why I'm so surprised because like if you know, I'm sure it would have to go through several people before being published. 
I don't know what happened there, why nobody flagged it and said like, hey, maybe mm-hmm. you need to rephrase this or the, the angle of the story. So I, I don't, I really don't know what happened there. Yeah. Well, um, we know that's a negative for Top Gear. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, every institution's got it. Um, what, what Top Gear, like as we talked about, what Top Gear does best right now in the incarnation it is right now here in the yeah. Philippines is that it's very socially relevant. It talks about problems that encounter motorists across all the spectrum yeah. from commuters, yeah. from the lower class to the up to the middle middle class to the upper class possibly, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean anyone who uses the road basically. Basically, yeah. So they're re- they're this shaming thing, yeah, it's got negative effects, but they're really using it in a good way, I think. Yeah. Hopefully, it really does push, um, like government agencies to make their clear uh, communication lines clearer, mm-hmm. make their service better, make it easier, or in some way make it um, be an inspiration for how to communicate with the general public mm-hmm. regarding your regulations, regarding how you're shifting your policies, why you're shifting your policies. Yeah, because I mean. You might be, like for example, you commit a traffic violation, you get a ticket for it, maybe you'll bribe the cop, uh, the traffic enforcer, I don't know. But then that's the end of it. You don't really, it's not really preventing you from committing the same violation mm-hmm. again. But the moment you your face or your car is posted on top gear, you're like, you fear that you're like, oh shit! I don't want to be on top here. So, <laughs> so it kind of yeah, it it's, it 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 seems like a bigger penalty for you, and it seems like a bigger reason for you not to commit a traffic violation because you just you don't want to be shamed publicly on top yeah. here. Yeah, we can actually. It's look- a more effective. Yeah, <laughs> you can actually look at it in this like, parang. Um, would it happen? I mean, based on like when you talk about LTI4B being something that people don't really trust anymore, yeah. would it happen that in the future people actually start bribing Top Gear editors? We're not saying it's currently happening. <laughs> okay, just to be clear, <laughs> we don't want to be in Top Gear. <laughs> so yeah, um, August August is like well, well September's here. It's still hell. But you know, August is like the poster child for bad traffic in the Philippines. Yeah. yeah. And uh, hopefully, it's gonna. I think it's gonna stay this way for quite a while. Might even get worse. Might it's even the holiday get worse. Season. It's Might the Christmas get season worse. already. But it's it's nice to know that you know there's there's a lot of movement regarding looking at uh, the changing environment of public transportation. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can people minimize cars on the road? How can people travel safer? How can people communicate? And we have a lot of agencies, private agencies that are you know, taking up the reins. And yeah. hopefully, well, the government can, you know, take, um, at some point, take the lead. Yeah. Then, or, you know, join the race. Yeah. Push the cart along others. Yeah. It's just, it's a bit sad, I guess, that the government isn't the one spearheading all these initiatives. I mean, they are taking their initiatives, but... I guess it'll only you know only time can tell if if their initiatives are gonna be any effective True. towards lessening yeah. the traffic situation. If anyone from you know outside of the country is wondering 
I mean, just to wrap things up, mm-hmm. you know, you know, our our grievances against tower traffic. I know there are a few other places that rank higher in the traffic yeah. scale. Indonesia. Yeah, Indonesia, Indonesia, but just for some other people, maybe uh, in in more tra- uh, free free flowing traffic environments, just to understand. For a lot of our workforce who live outside of the metro, nearly a third of their day is wasted on mm-hmm. public transportation. Yeah. That's a third of their day they can spend with their families. A third of their day they can spend doing something else that can add to them as people, as a per- as persons, mm-hmm. like hobbies, yeah. learning skills, yeah. studying, and just plain resting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- that that's basically... Um, uh, you know, a factor that tells us that we are really, uh, in some ways, significantly still on the fence of a third world country. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to, this is something that we can eliminate, hopefully, in the future. Hopefully. Hopefully. We are hopeful. We're we are hopeful. Steps, yeah. We sound very hopeful, guys. <laughs> Good energy there. Good energy. I am not having kids until the traffic uh, yeah. situation gets better. Something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And with that, uh, we end this month's episode. Hope you catch us again next month for your latest serving of pop culture. And if you're hungry for pop culture updates, you can read the Pop Filter blog at thefilter at wordpress.com. Like us on Facebook at Pop Filter or follow us on Twitter at, at Pop Filter. So that's P O P space P H I L T R E. Okay. Oh my gosh. We're gonna correct the first episode. P O double P H I L T R E. Okay. And the music that you're listening to is by Lee Rosevere. Check his other works at leerosevere.bandcamp.com. And with that, so long and farewell. See you next month, guys. Oh, sorry.